Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snack Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. Let's get the party started. When was the last time you shit your pants? You think I'm a damn fool? I shit my pants last night. <laughs> it's a beautiful planet. Well, it's a moon. Fur. Sure. I'm sick and tired of all this bullshit. Put that in your package, What's up, everybody? Josh, the Clearing Waivers Podcast, coming at you for another episode of the Clearing Waivers Podcast. Hope you're doing well. Hope your week was great. Since the last time we spoke, the Royals got a little bit hotter, uh, adding to this uh, this little momentum that they got going into Tampa Bay, carrying a 2-1 lead going into the bottom of the ninth here. So we're not going to say anything. We're not going to say anything. I mean, uh, you just did. You just, I mean, just a scoring update <laughs> is different than saying anything about how they've played tonight. It's just a very objective and factual opening tonight. Okay. So we're not jinxing anything. It's just the uh, bottom of the ninth. The Royals are winning two to one, period. So hopefully they can pull it out. We'll see how that all turns out. But uh, welcome. We appreciate you stopping by tonight. We've got some. Uh, we had our very first Royals uh, mailbag. I guess it was just a regular mailbag. Could have been anything, but mostly Royals and nonsense from you guys this week. Makes a lot of sense. <laughs> <laughs> if you're listening to us, it's probably all mostly Royals and nonsense coming through your brains. Um, certainly going through ours at this moment. Chiefs are not really doing anything quiet or not doing really anything right now, um, unless you count uh, Julio Jones rumors. But uh, we, we won't even respond to those. They're not they're not real things, guys. Um, so we've had our first mailbag has been questions from the listeners that we're going to answer here. Um for the clear of the waivers then we're going to get into the shenanigans for the evening got some fun stuff kind of lined up for you uh but first like i said let's get into clearing the waivers in this mailbag we're clearing the waivers. we put out the call to the listeners to come up with some questions that uh was just burning a hole in their pocket that they were just sitting on waiting for the clearing waivers podcast to answer uh answer um so that's what we're doing tonight first question let's get right into it here uh, first off, let's thank everybody for submitting those questions. Really, really appreciate it. Next time we're coming to rolls around, we hope we have uh, have even more to run with. But uh, if you did submit a question, we really, really appreciate it. Um, time to move on here. Um, let's start with our first was first question from friend of the podcast at JT Penfield, Joe Penfield. Shout out from Royals Review or Royals Farm Report. Excuse me. He gave us the uh, the cliche and the staple kansas city barbecue question you're gonna we're gonna start bench and cut these three barbecue restaurants probably taking away any sponsorship deals so shout out to joel <laughs> for uh for destroying and burning this bridge but uh we're here to be uh power uh, representatives of the people so we're gonna keep we're gonna start i'm sorry we're gonna start bench <laughs> and cut one 
Joel, Joel's changed up the rules on us here. So we're going to get into the Joel mindset here. Start, bench, and cut one of Q39, Jack Stack, and K- Joe's Kansas City. Uh, let's start with Kitty. Kitty, what are you doing here with the start, bench, and cut? I'm going to go with the starter, and that is Joe's Kansas City for me. Z-Man, the fries, can't go wrong. Every time I've had it, sure, I've been impressed. So mm-hmm. seems to be, to me, an easy start. At least for me. So had easily had it the most of all these options. So clear starter there. I'm gonna bench Jack Stack for me. I like Jack Stack quite a bit, just not on the level for me is Joe's Kansas City. Still quality yep. options with their enjoy the spicy barbecue sauce. Add a little a little more kick to it for me. Mm-hmm. And then I am gonna cut 239. A little too hoity-toity for my taste. Go inside that one, and uh, that is very shocking the for the resident Schlansky. I know the resident Schlansky is not happy with the hoity-toity barbecue. That's, that's barbecue is made. Barbecue is a dirty, dirty, dirty food, and it's not blue, meant blue to color. be eaten. It's not meant to be eaten on white linen tablecloth type of environment. <laughs> that kind of I get when I walk into Q39 a few times. So I'm going to cut that one. Sorry, Q39. Uh, there goes that sponsorship. I've ruined one bridge. <laughs> I have a feeling that the multiple combinations of here is going to go pretty much leave one, <laughs> one potential sponsorship. We'll cut all ties. <laughs> uh, Brian, go ahead and kill the other tie here. Go ahead with your, uh, with your round here. Well, luckily, Kitty and I park our car in the same garage when it comes to starting. Mm. <laughs> so yeah. we're going to start Joe's. Joe's is the 2001 Barry Bonds of barbecue. Every time you go in there, you're, you're expecting them to serve up a home run. Mm-hmm. And it's almost like he's so good. They're so good. They have to be cheating, right? Some, they're doing something <laughs> against the rules. <laughs> they cannot be this good every time you go in there. So yeah. Joe's starter. It's the clear-cut king of Kansas City, in my opinion. I'm going to bench Jack Stack. Very solid. It's my Whit Merrifield of barbecue in Kansas City. Mm. Solid all around good at everything not great at one thing but i'll take it every time if you got somebody coming in town and wants to check out some just good barbecue and you're not going to disappoint them maybe not blow their socks off but it's going to be a good experience give me the whit merrifield of barbecue to go to jack stack q39 gonna cut you you're the new kid in town much like andrew vaughn andrew vaughn is the q39 of Kansas city barbecue (laughs) new kid on the block high potential Tries tries a little too hard. Lots of oh, hype. Jesus. But <laughs> when you when you check it out a few times, it's just okay. I mean, it's fine. It's good. I I wouldn't I wouldn't say no. Somebody wouldn't go to Q39 have have dinner, but it's not going to be at the top of my list. So it's probably a victim of the the new kid in the block. But I, I've got some other barbecue spots. I'm going to go ahead of Q39 right now. Now, all of a sudden, I want to provide uh, player comps to go with my picture. Yeah, I, I really blew it, too. You did blow it. I'm, I'm trying to think of something on the, on the, on the, on the up and up. And You're not that good. That's, Challenge. Uh, that's tough. Throwing down at you. Tough to take from you. Um, well, I'm also going to start Joe's Kansas City, obviously. Uh, go to always the go-to there's been literally nothing bad the beans aren't my favorite but i'm still eating those beans every time uh the only thing that has a staple on this list the z-man national national favorite so uh going for that fries top notch i'm starting casey joe's 
Joe's KC. I keep doing that. I'm going to cut Jack stack because it's fine. It's it's for barbecue. It's fine. It's, it's very good, but it's very telling. And it says a lot whenever people leave and they only can remember the cheesy corn. I think that's very <laughs> telling that when people are like, Oh, I guess Jack stack. Cause I love their cheesy corn. Well, you don't go to barbecue for the f-ing cheesy corn. That's all I got to say. <laughs> the beans are very good. The beans are fine. Very good. They're beans. I don't eat beans, so these those two can kick rocks as far as I'm concerned. That's, there's beans. the Schlansky. Beans are for pores. Kitties for pores from kitties. For sure. I, beans by themselves, that's a fine. When you start throwing beans in dishes for filler, then you're then you've crossed over the crossed the Rubicon to the pores. Oh no. Interesting. No, 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 no. Interesting. Well, I'm uh, actually gonna bench the Q39 because he's gonna get a spot start on date night. Because date night, you're still getting barbecue, but you're going to spend a little bit more. It's going to get a little bit fancier, like Kitty was talking about. So it counts as date night when it's a little more expensive. So it's getting the spot started on date night. Still get barbecue at that point. Oh, see, that's that's terrible in my opinion. How's that? <laughs> you're paying more for an inferior product just because it's got a hoity-toity atmosphere. Well, it's a it change of pace. Change of pace. Change ah. of pace. Change of pace. Get that pork belly. That pork belly appetizer is delicious. There's only like six pieces though, so that's like thirty-two dollars. <laughs> but it does it does anger me a little bit when I see all the uh, the Twitter uh, recommendations when someone new to Kansas City and Q39 sitting at the top of the recommendation. Like, come on, yep. man! I agree with that for Have sure. Have you been anywhere else besides there, or are yep. you just saying that because that's where someone told you to go? That's some hipster that lives on the cross or the crossroads. <laughs> that still eats meat for sure. now. Yep, yep, it's still fine. So shout out to Joel. Appreciate the the question there. Keep them coming. We'll keep answering them here. Uh, next one's from at beat underscore KC. Uh, also has a podcast on YouTube. Go check it out as well. Um, who is your most anticipated Royals minor leaguer that the average fan may not be aware of? And when could they be a part of the big league roster? Very similar question to what we asked uh, Royals Farm Report back when we interviewed them a few weeks ago. So if you haven't checked that out, do do so on that. I do have a little bit of uh, uh, different answers on that. I've got a sexy pick and I've got a not sexy pick. So my sexy pick is Eric Pena. Very high profile uh, prospect. He's got a lot of, a lot of flamage underneath his, uh, his rocket, if you will. Um, lefty, throws right, he's 6'3", 200 pounds, 18 years old. Uh, probably good everyday right fielder long-term, I think is what we're kind of saying. Good power, good, but not great speed, decent arm. Um, he has some contact concerns. I think he's under the radar though, because he could be a top 100 prospect at some point. And right now he's just not getting that hype. Um, so I think he still could be considered under the radar, still young, still very volatile, still very risky. Um, so I think he could fly under the radar, but if he comes up, like people were talking like Carlos Beltran comps when they signed him back in the day. Um, and if that's the case, then he needs to absolutely be talked about in the same light as, you know, all these other top, like the, the Bobby Witts and the Asa Lacy's and Daniel Lynch's and all these guys, they're going to make huge differences back uh, when they finally get up to the point where they're up and running at the pro level. I think Eric Pena is going to be a big deal if he catches on. So I think his ceiling is high. He's got a pretty low floor. That's why the under the radar uh, type of thing kind of comes to mind when I hear that. His, uh, <laughs> his 2020 spring training, he was non-roster invite this year. Seven plate appearances and a 4.1 opposition score on B-Ref, which is, which is basically just uh, above low A-ball. 
He had seven plate appearances, no hits, and five strikeouts. So there are definitely some <laughs> swing and miss concerns there. Um, but if he puts it all together, I think, you know, it might be a little aggressive to think he's up and running by 2024, but I could see a timeline where he could be running around the outfield in late 2024. But I think 2025 is a little bit more uh, conservative, a little bit more realistic. So Eric Pena is my sexy pick. My not sexy pick is going to be here a lot sooner, depending on some recent uh, issues. John Bolin, old Johnny Bolin, uh, 24 year old, 24 years old down in double a, Mid-90s fastball to get up to 97, apparently, depending on what stadium gun you see. Solid slider, very good command, very good control. Um, kind of getting comps around as like a Jake Junis type, I think, at this point. Um, he does have a no-hitter in high A back in 2019. He is uh, very, very solid this this year in double A. Right now, he's the number eight prospect in the Royals organization, according to Pipeline, number 11 of Fangrass, and Royals Farm Report had him at number nine. Um, but he, right now, he's pitching really, really well down in double A. He has a 13.24K per nine, which I do not think is real. He's usually hovering around eight or nine, but he's very solid, uh, pitches the contact, and uh, I think he's very, very good. As far as a role kind of plays, <clears throat> his last start was Sunday. He left after two batters with an injury. Uh, I, don't, I don't think I've seen – a diagnosis to that yet but he called for the trainer himself he had he like i said he saw two batters struck both of them out for what that's worth um but uh, i haven't seen a diagnosis on that so his eta very much kind of hinges on what that diagnosis is going to be i think long term like i said kind of a jake junis what he is now maybe a swing man guy a spot start guy but i think he's gonna if he's able to hit 97 with that slider out of the bullpen, I think he'd be pretty pretty valuable there. So hopefully uh, we could potentially see him at the end of this year, uh, but I think he's definitely in the mix potentially next year. So we'll see how that injury kind of holds up. But, yeah, uh, that's Johnny. Johnny Bolin is my uh, uh, my not-so-sexy pick, and he's kind of under the radar because he was he came into that 2018 class with all those pitchers that we talked about, the core four, the, the Singer, the Bubich, the Kowar, and the Lynch, and he was number five. Uh, in that group so people kind of overlook him but he is absolutely dealing in uh, in double a right now so hopefully the injury is not of concern and he's able to bounce back and jump back on the field and we can kind of get back on that uh, timeline for this year let's see how that goes next question is from at b daddy exquisite and it was a very interesting question because it wasn't a question at all he uh he said i just ran over a snake on the lawnmower and that was satisfying I get it. That's a low key, <laughs> low key kind of a little dream of mine, a little fantasy. I don't like snakes. I've, I've heard it's very satisfying to see the snake spray. <laughs> I think there's something this, very satisfying was, in that. It's a riding lawnmower or a push. He didn't say, I, he didn't say, but if it was a push mower, I feel like that adds a little bit of bravery to what he did. Yeah, if he saw the snake first and then he yeah. went all Rambo, first blood on it, and oh yeah, you know, started putting blood under his eyes and everything, and getting ready sure. to go. The but. only good snake is a dead snake, so bravo to <laughs> to be daddy exquisite. Yep, he did but a it good did thing. it did remind me. I've been watching those A and E biographies on the wrestlers. They're doing like eight. They're they've all been awesome. I watched the Ultimate Warrior last, last night, and they're doing one on Jake the Snake Roberts. And oh, so there's, there's like an interview part of it where he says that 
you know, it's weird because he's terrified of snakes. And I'm just like, <laughs> how how on yeah. earth could you be years as Jake the Snake Roberts carry bags uh-huh. of snakes? And oh, if you're terrified of snakes, like I'm terrified of snakes. I mean, he put them on me enough money. Yeah, he was holding the snake the entire time after after matches. Uh, Yeah, I mean, if you're terrified of snakes, that's an impressive move in your head to get over that fear and get and be in that character that's apparently not afraid of snakes and get it done. Unbelievable. Cocaine's a hell of a drug. (laughs) (laughs) Apparently so. I told you that's kind of like a low key fantasy of mine is to do that, but it's also. It has nightmare potential too, because if that snake gets under the blade and you don't get hashtag snake spray, <laughs> then it's a way too it's a way smarter snake. You don't know what you're dealing with. It's probably already stolen your identity and racked up a bunch of credit card debt. Very easily could have. Very it's easily. A, it's smarter than your average snake at that point. I mean, it's a snake, so you know it's going to do something shady. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> There's no such thing as a good snake, not even dead ones. <laughs> Next question here from at Shetman 15 back to the Royals. What extension would you sign Bobby Witt jr. To today? Brian, what do you think? It's kind of a crazy concept to think about signing a guy to an extension when he hasn't taken a, a one major league at bat, but it's not unheard of, especially lately with the white Sox. They've done this a couple of times they did in 2019 with Eloy Jimenez uh, with his note service time. They gave him a six year, $43 million uh, extension with two options uh they did the same thing the next year with Luis roberts zero service time six years 50 million two option years um so i mean it's not out of, it's not crazy to say that that's even a possibility and at the same time we're kansas city fans and patrick mahomes signed a deal that none of us ever dreamed of him <laughs> signing so it's possible that this happens uh you look at a guy like Ronald Acuna Jr. that signed a deal, and at the time everybody's kind of scratching their heads because this guy was already proven in the major league level that he was a mm-hmm. star, and he kind of signed a deal that everyone's kind of scratching their heads because he signed a little. You see eight years, hundred million dollars, and you say, "Yeah, that's that's a pretty good deal for both sides, right?" But it ends up being two no-brainer club options that they're going to pick up at the end of that. So Mm -hmm. it turns into a 10-year, $134 million deal for one of the top three to five players in baseball. I mean, the Braves got an absolute steal with that extension. So if you can sign him to something like that, if you think he's going to be an absolute star, that's great. Um, The Royals really haven't shown a penchant to do something like that unless you're willing to take a deal like Salvador Perez was his first year in Kansas City where – and that was way back in 2012, and he had 50 games of service time, which for the Royals was not very many to, to sign a long-term extension. But they got him to sign five years at $7 million. Yep. That's crazy. That's yep. much different than these deals we're talking about here. Right. <laughs> yeah. And so when I, I look at, at Bobby Witt right now, he's the uh, in pipe, MLB pipeline. He's the number seven overall prospect. So if you want to compare him to like those two White Sox guys, Eloy and Lewis Roberts were both number three in MLB pipeline at the time that they signed on their deals. So they're kind of in the same ballpark, but maybe you could say they're considered a little higher. Uh, you saw Robert get a little more money probably because he signed it a year later, inflation, all that good stuff. So I think, you know, being that it's 2021 now, it's probably another year of inflation, but Bobby Witt was number seven guy in the system and, and uh, Robert was number three overall in baseball. Maybe, maybe you can say 
we get somewhere close to that kind of deal, which is six years, 50 million with two, two options. The thing with that deal is at the end of that six years, they've got two option deals, but they're worth $20 million each, which if these guys are really good, that's a no brainer to pick it up eight years from now. But if they're not very good and they don't hit, that's a huge liability to a small market franchise to be paying a guy that's not producing. So uh, it's very risky uh, for both sides, kind of, if, if you want to take a little less uh, to, to be here long term, that's great. <laughs> but <laughs> as much as we want to believe in him, we have not seen it with our own eyeballs against Major League Pitching. Uh, so it, it would be unnerving to, to give him $100 million to be here for the next six to eight years. No balls. Uh, <laughs> I have <I'm, laughs> I have a feeling that we're not going to see a long-term extension with him anytime soon. And we're going to play this out year to year, kind of what Dayton does. He, he doesn't seem to have any problem with closing deals before going to arbitration and getting into those fights. Uh, Dayton's confident in getting deals done and, and, you know, making a guy feel like he's getting a fair deal year to year. And I would like to have that known, you know, expense at the end of the, you know, six years, eight years, you'd like to know what you're invested in and where you can spend your money elsewhere. But um, I don't think it's going to happen, but if we could get him to sign anywhere near that Luis Robert deal, I think that would be good for us. Hmm. Um, but that being said, I mean, we want to think the best of him, but <laughs> we still right. need to see it. So it would be an extremely risky deal to give him an, an eight ish year type deal. Right. Right. And you see with both those guys, I mean, they've, they're both basically lost for the season now too for the White Sox. Yeah. So with a small market team, you've run that. That's another risk I take into account when you don't have the money or usually not, you're not signing a bunch of free agents every year. So you don't have the depth usually if a guy like that goes down. So right, you don't want to lock up money that could be spent elsewhere on a guy that may not develop or ends up getting hurt. And that's what's kind of the, the wild difference about baseball compared to other sports is when these guys start their service time, you get them for six years. You, you, you figure out the money year to year after that, but mm -hmm. you, they're under club control for at least six years. Um, so it's different than other sports where you get a rookie in NFL for maybe three years, unless he's a first rounder, then you're talking four or five years. But you, yep. you, when, this, when he comes up, the service clock starts, you get six years. So you're going to get him whether you, you sign him to a big deal or not. If you go year to year, less risky that way i feel like it's like you said a year where you're getting zero production type thing is is a whole a whole bunch of lost money for that year so mm -hmm. i i kind of rather go that route than give him a huge extension right now but if he came came up and, and did what acuna did for his first 165 sure. games then you say here here's the keys to the castle what what do you want dad <laughs> That's the yeah. give them the Mahomes deal at that point. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Don't care. YOLO. I, I'd like to see it at the big leagues for a little bit before we talk talk about six to eight years down yeah. the road. Or not not the, not the Tatis deal either. You know, right. Uh, yeah. Big one. Yeah. I got that written down here too. The, uh, the stupid thing about fourteen years, three hundred forty million. <laughs> That's a bit different. <clears throat> the uh, the Acuna Dang. deal, they could pick up both of those options, and he's still only thirty one. Is a free agent at that point, yep. so he gets he goes and gets like that Bryce Harper deal yep. at, at that point, which is right. wild. The uh, the Robert and the Jimenez they were both given those extension after both had really strong showings at AAA. So at this point, you're probably looking at something south of that. The Seattle Mariners paid their first baseman Evan Evan White back in 2019, gave him an extension six years, 24 million dollars with three club options. 
uh, at 10, 11, and 12 and a half. And that was all signed after a good showing in double A. And right now, after 306 of his first play, uh, plate appearances in the big leagues, his OPS is 544. <laughs> and there's, there's a difference in those numbers, too, because yeah. I, lo- I looked at that, too. Sure. And he was the number 58 guy in, in MLB right. Pipeline Top 100. So right. you're not talking about a top five type prospect there. So that, that was a give and take by them. I, I'm not sure why they felt like they needed to do that kind of a deal or he felt like he needed right. to do that kind of deal. But. I mean, if both sides are comfortable with it, it's at the end of the day, it's only six years, 24 million. So right. it's and not Seattle that. could probably handle a little bit, a little bit better of a hit than, than they say the Royals could. At right. So somewhere between you, you're ready to give him the Lewis Robert, Lewis Robert deal. If he I mean, it. I'd be nervous with him having zero service sure. time, but it would be one hell of a, like a absolute uh, load on his shoulders right out of the gate. Yes, it would. And more than already is. <laughs> yeah definitely yeah and i don't know it'd be terrifying but i'm not writing the check so sure <laughs> sure, sure it's sure. definitely that deal sound it just doesn't have the same impact as some of those other ones i mean it it's a lot of money still but it does seem manageable for a major league club to i agree yeah give that money out to a guy that that young right because if, if they do pick up the two club options on robert we'll say it ends up being eight years 90 million dollars yeah, that's not a ridiculous amount. Right. Well, if, if he turns into a star. You think, yeah. Because mm-hmm. you, if you're getting, if you're doing like money per war and he's a center fielder that's supposed to be able to hit, run, play good defense. I mean, that's, that's going to be plenty of value for, for yep. the White Sox at that point. And if Let's... Eloy Jimenez's his bat is what they think it is and what it could be, then, I mean, his deal is an absolute steal at that point. Yep. And I think that's also that's also kind of the risk too when we talk about the Acuna deal versus like a Tatis, like the mm. more, more the more he actually proves it at the big level. If he comes up and just dominates from the beginning, like both Acuna and Tatis did, you're looking to more of the Tatis if you want to lock him yeah. up long term. And and if and if that's the case, he's already out of our price range, and we can't even deal for a long term right <laughs> now. We're we're going year to year until it gets to year six, and then we're saying who's the highest bidder for Bobby Wood Jr. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Well, it's good to know that 20 years later, nothing's changed. <laughs> good to know. Let's have uh, six great years. Let's yeah, let's move on here. Uh, final question here in the mailbag for our very first clearing members mailbag. It's from Ad Hard Bonk Life. Great name. <laughs> we just had to look prior to the show what bonk in Urban Dictionary means. Very funny. Um, very, in, very good name, sir or ma'am. Um, brought the question, what's the biggest hole for the Royals and how would you fill it with one trade or promotion? Kitty, this one's yours. Kind of what we did back with, uh, uh, let's make a deal last week. I thought we had some yep. pretty good options. So hopefully you got something different <laughs> for content's sake. Right. Um, I, you don't. We, okay, cool. We t- <laughs> I mean, we talked about it last week. There's holes on all three facets of the team right now mm-hmm. bullpen starting he pitching wants the big one the lineup have issues i mean they've gone to the four-man rotation last time last couple times on the schedule just because it's obviously there they have a feeling there's a little bit of a hole at fifth starter but we've got options there bullpen's got some depth issues with some of the guys that have been thrown out there lineup though i think is where we're really seeing some bigger the biggest issues where we're we're getting zero out of the DH except when Salvi DHs. 
Yeah. That is the only time a DH hits in the lineup is when Salvi's out and Cam Gallagher's catching and Salvi plays DH. So we've got mm-hmm. the need to find hitting. Need to find hitting and aren't a whole lot of great options. Hey, let's bring up Bobby Witt now then. Let's do it. Let's <laughs> There's, just, there it is. Let's bring him up now. There's no need to delay any longer. We're getting zero production out of the DH. What's Bobby Witt, come on up. You're going to play center field. Whittle move to right. Solaire's <laughs> automatic oh, okay. DH. Solaire's okay. a DH. And he can take an off day when uh, Salvi wants a DH. So Bobby Witt Jr. is coming up. Interesting. Right now. He's going for it. Rip I've the band I'll start the clock. I've seen enough O'Hearn swing and miss. Yep. Enough. Don't need to see that anymore. So. So the actual casualty in this move is in Michael A. Taylor. Yes. <laughs> Not Solaire. <laughs> I guess I guess we can move to we can move to second base. Sorry, I meant second base for Wit. So then Nicky Lopez is the casualty. He can. What's so Monty coming up now? Leaving Dozier at third. Wit goes to right field. Wit goes. Wit would go to right. Nicky is at second. Monty short. And then, okay. So and Gutierrez, yeah, Dozier, Dozier, Kelvin Gutierrez at third base. Yeah, interesting. There's your transaction. Get him up. There it is. Let's do it. He's let's, hot. Let's go ahead and Wait. do this. <laughs> In the same phone call, let's go ahead and sign that extension, baby. We've waited. We've when I mean, we've waited forty games. What are the Royals? They're just now. They're just toying with us. At this what are point. we waiting for? <laughs> it surely can't be his. What was it? One eighty batting average down in Northwest Arkansas. <laughs> That was early, uh, small sample size. He's, he's up just, to 220 now. He's not point. being challenged down there. He's not focused. He knows he belongs to the League Club. And that's, where he, that's where he needs to beat a hit. I'm I mean, health. I'm really curious about this. I feel like I'm trying to think of a good analogy of, in my own life, but I've never been that good at anything to <laughs> right. be pushed down somewhere where I don't belong. <laughs> you, you've never been the number six best something? Trust. No, I, I shocked it really. I'm a little yeah. bit shocked by it. His uh, <laughs> average is up 235. His OPS is now sitting at 698 <clears throat> after a slow start, like Brian said. So, I, I guess, I mean, I have yeah, it'd be like if they made Phil Mickelson only play on the senior tour because he turned 50. Sorry, not allowed to play on the PGA because you're 50. Well, hmm. just won a major at 50. So, obviously, you can still compete. Bobby Witts is, I don't care about double A, I'm here for the majors. Get them up. That's what Phil would the same argument. I'm just here for the majors. That's right. Did I golf correct? Did I just golf? That is correctly? that is you did golf. Great golfing. Yes. Golf knowledge there on that one. Dropping the dropping Love the science. It. Man, I am crushing, crushing the golf this, this uh, tonight. Exit on this momentum, Josh. True. <laughs> Roll right out. Eject. Eject out of the clearing the waivers. We did it. First mailbag under our belts very good we got our feet they're very wet right now so we hope that you guys enjoyed it we'll we'll have another one if you guys uh, are willing to give some more questions like that uh, a lot of fun you guys definitely get our style as far as what we're going for here but uh, we're gonna move into shenanigans but before that we're gonna have a word from our sponsors so we'll be back right after this most of the time we talk about tech in terms of a handful of gigantic companies like google meta and apple But some of the most interesting stuff we find online is the product of a single person. When you're working on your own, I think there's this beauty of being able to come up with an idea and then implement it. Then, in that moment, you don't have to have permission from someone else. There's no red tape. In the Vergecast series, Solo Acts, 
We'll get to know these people, the tech they use to get stuff done, and the obstacles they face trying to compete with the giants. Some people that I talk to and my friends are like, you know, your competitors are Zuckerberg and Musk. Like, aren't you kind of like afraid of that? Every Monday, our friend Ashley Escada will be curating and hosting these interviews and sharing with us what she's learned. I can't believe the McRib locator was originally a tornado locator. Right. <laughs> Pretty wild. Listen to our Solo Acts miniseries now in the Vergecast feed, anywhere you find podcasts. And we're back. Time to get into some shenanigans. We brought back. I, I really enjoyed waiver sharks last week, so I brought it back. We're doing it again. <laughs> and then we got a fun waiver wire. Uh, after that, a draft, draft and stay, draft, drafting things again. So let's get into the waiver sharks. What the, the object of here, I've got 11 TV shows or movies that have some kind of common thread in them. And I've got the Rotten, Tomat- Rotten Tomato critic scores of each one of them. And we're going to start at a random spot. And these guys are going to say if the next movie or show is higher or lower than the one previous to it. Go till somebody gets it wrong and then they have to guess the common theme for an extra bonus point. So let's get into it here. I'm going to say Brian won the mailbag this week. So you're <laughs> going to you're going to guess door number one or two. Two. Door number two. Okay. And then start ch- your starting point one through 11, sir. Three. Three. Your first movie or TV show is Space Jam from 1996. Got a 43% of Rotten Tomatoes score. I can't tell you if that's right or wrong about Space Jam, but I think either one you could probably make a case for. So is the next movie or show The Simpsons higher or lower than a 43%? (laughs) Like the series? The series simpsons the entire series the entire series it's got to be way higher than 43 it is higher it is an 85 percent. well done sorry about next next one higher lower than 85 percent is batman returns oh god which one was that does it matter (laughs) Uh, i think it does not to me probably because i won't you could probably tell me exactly who was in it and what was going on, and I'd be like, nah, I don't remember that. Right. Um, Bratman. This is the DeVito one. I can neither confirm nor deny who yeah. is in this or what. I can say it was 1992. Okay, 1992. So that would have been a while ago. It's this also is... not the common theme. <laughs> <laughs> the year is not the common theme. Um, 92, Batman Return. I'm going to go lower than 85. It is lower than 85. It was an 80%. Well done. Next movie is Junior from 1994. Higher or lower than 80%. You mean that movie with Danny DeVito? I can neither confirm nor deny who was in Junior. I don't think I actually watched this movie, but I feel like it was like a cheese ball buddy buddy comedy and those rarely get high scores and with critics even back then i'm gonna go lower than 80 it was lower a bit lower 36 so <laughs> just a shade Perfect. under batman returns we're gonna we're gonna go with always sunny in philadelphia next <laughs> no <laughs> the, from he's, where brian started that's the last one he's scrambling uh, <laughs> The next movie is Jumanji, the next level. 
higher or lower than a 36? <laughs> Got to be higher than 36. It is higher at 71%. Okay. Well done. Making I'm a good here. run so far. I like yeah. it. Much better than last week. You've you've already doubled <laughs> the combined score from last yep. week. So that's great. Much really better good. than every week we do. We both do this. True. That's right. Next movie or show is Mars Attacks. Oh, I think or lower than a seventy-one. Is that the movie with Tom Jones in it? Tom Jones is in that. <laughs> yep. I can okay. I can safely say that Tom Jones is in. <laughs> I feel like there's a, a small group of people that love this, but for the most part, Kitty is one of them. For the that most, is one of the best movies ever made. Yeah, we're, we're up above seventy-one here, right? So uh, that's higher the, that's the, seventy-one. Yep. I'm gonna say for critics, the majority of them even lower than seventy-one. It was a fifty-four. Okay. Wrong. So, yeah, makes critics, sense. Those critics stink. They stink, yeah. I tell you. I don't know what they're talking about. Next it's movie or TV movie. show is Reno Nine One One Miami. Oh, the movie is it higher or lower? <laughs> Fifty-four. I wanted this movie to be so much better than it was. Mm. I love the series. The movie was just kind of a letdown. They they How didn't really play the hits. Play up to the hits. Come on, guys. Fifty-four <laughs> though. That's mm-hmm. pretty- critics reno 911 miami is not made for the critics uh, basically there's no plot to it <laughs> even the humor they hate i'm gonna go lower than 54 it was a 34 so yep. it wasn't the lower very good next one is romancing the stone from 1984 i have no clue i've heard this movie but no clue what it's about or who's in it but i'm gonna say it has I to be higher I, than 34 i think we know one person in it nope i don't yeah. think you know anybody there's nobody in that clearly dan Aykroyd's in it dan Aykroyd, <laughs> bill murray you know michael douglas obviously come on you know, that's, that's that's the name you know you said higher higher than 34 it was a bit higher it was an 85 percent. apparently classic guess i need to check that out yep I had to watch it for a film appreciation class back in college. The Jewel of the Nile was another that was, one right around that same. Might might be in this uh, common thread too, but I didn't put it on this list. Uh, <laughs> next movie, higher or lower than eighty five, is Dumbo. Ooh, from twenty nineteen, the remake. I uh, I'm gonna say it's fresh, but not quite that fresh. So I'll go lower. It was lower, not fresh, though, 46%. So I'm still going to let you have that one, but it was not not, uh, (laughs) fresh. Next movie, higher than 46, is Look Who's Talking Now (laughs) from 1993. Look Who's Talking Now. Was that like a trilogy? Because there's Look Who's Talking, Look Who's Talking 2. Look Who's Talking Now is the trilogy. There's at least three of them? Yeah. Wow, incredible. I guess I should say I'll be through like this, just to be safe. <laughs> what was the last number I'm guessing against? 40? 46. 46. God. Ooh, that's, that's a tough one. I'm going to guess this third one had to be awful. I mean, these things just get worse. They don't get better with the critics or anybody. <laughs> this this has potential to be like a 32%. So I'm somehow going to go lower than 40-something. It was a bit lower. It was uh it is a zero. On Holy moly. Zero. <laughs> <laughs> and Brian, to close it out, is always sunny in Philadelphia, higher or lower than a zero? Well, a hundred is higher than zero, so it's gotta be higher. It is indeed <laughs> higher. Ninety-four percent uh from that. Wow. So Brian, clean sweep, going for the bonus. Lord. 
what's your guess on the common thread here? Let me go Danny DeVito. Danny DeVito is correct for your lowest point. <laughs> can't believe I Kitty spoiled that like the second movie. Yep. <laughs> I can't believe I spoiled that on Batman Returns. Three in. Oh, oh, shit. Of all the movies. I was just trying to figure out which movie, which Batman it was. Oh, and my it was God. like not that, not that. I mean, it was Space Jam, The Simpsons, and Batman no, Returns. I, yeah, there's no. It could have been a lot of things. Could have been a lot of things, like like all star casts. <laughs> well, that was a great that was a great category, Josh. Good job. Thanks, Brian. Yeah. Great job on your uh, on your hundred percent sweepage. Well done. Good work. All right, that's good. Going for the door number one. Where's your starting point? One through eleven. Six. Number six. Your movie is Dodgeball from two thousand four. Got a seventy one percent score 71 all right mm-hmm. your next movie or tv show is the outsider from 2020 i don't know what that is the series series on H- hbo yep well hbo it's not tv so i'm gonna go higher <laughs> the landscape critics love some love some hbo the uh the logic is flawless 91 percent. it was also <laughs> all very right good. yes he didn't need to see it we told him didn't all he needed to, to know uh <laughs> next Next movie or show, higher or lower ninety one is Scrubs. Hmm. Uh, I'm gonna go. I love the show. That's some other uh, podcast I listen to. I don't wanna. No, don't shout out. No there. free ads here. No free ads. <laughs> Except we There's just some... did a lot of barbecue places, but no big right. deal. Some real Scrubs hairs on there, so I'm gonna say it's lower than the ninety one. Eighty three. Ooh. Yeah. Scrubs is still very good good stuff yeah um next show is the simpsons <laughs> god i already forgot what number it was <laughs> he knew this he knows this so much <laughs> i have no clue what that ever. score was <laughs> higher or lower than an 83 percent higher i think it was 84 it was 85 you got it okay. well done oh Very god good. that was Whew, that was nerve-wracking yeah a little nail, nail biter there what I a thought jerk I get you in a trap door <laughs> that was awesome that's funny stuff really so bad you said it not five minutes ago I'm, oh, oh, oh. uh-huh uh-huh <laughs> the uh the next show that you have next show or tv or movie is ozark 2017 debut higher or lower than an 85 oh, i feel like this was beloved by everybody so i'm gonna go higher it was lower mm, really yep 81 <sighs> what happened season one was like close to 100 i think yep i think season three this last season wasn't tanked very, it Jeez. very high but i can't it also won didn't it win uh emmy he won an emmy for uh director i think i mean i thought it won and lots actor. of things through the years yeah. Hmm. that's wow. disappointing yep so uh you got dodgeball the outsider scrubs the simpsons and ozark what's the common thread here not like it matters but just for the listeners here <laughs> right i'm trying to think here i'm trying to go through what i remember from these shows and who was in them danny devito <laughs> i don't think he was in ozark <laughs> <laughs> never yet. seen ozark or the outsider so i don't know that's hurting my ability to figure out who this is or what the theme is. Yeah. Yeah. That would probably hurt it because I feel oh. like Brian definitely knows this. I think I might. 
Doesn't matter this much. We don't. Jason Bateman. Oh, uh, Neil Flynn. Uh, if I told Damn you about necessary roughness or Teen Wolf Two, yeah, that is Jason Bateman at that point. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say I didn't know Jason Bateman was in either one of those. No, Teen was Wolf he Two. The, he's he's, he's the, lead. the lead. Yeah, yeah. He's oh, the wow. new Teen Wolf. It is. It is a average movie. It's enjoyable, oh, but it's a, it's so, average because it's seven percent on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> It's, that's also wrong. That's average for Kitty. <laughs> so seven. He uh, he's a, the best. He's a he's a college boxer, <laughs> which is to me a great a great move away from. Now I'll just have a I'll have wolf strength to beat people up in a boxing ring. That seems a little unfair. Well, just, just don't a, even have boxing teams, do they? Right. We're just making completely everything up. It's got to be. I mean, come on. You think Teen Wolf 2 didn't do some research? <laughs> they, they need to do a remake and do one of those uh, those doggy obstacle courses with the Teen Wolf. <laughs> I'm like sitting through stakes and going upstairs. He'd dominate that thing. Uh, I'd be impressed to watch. That would be good stuff. So, Brian, taking home the Waiver Sharks game. Well done. That might be the first time ever. That's right. I usually don't get above four. If that. <laughs> If that, sometimes it's just one or none. Hey, shut up. Like last week. Shut up. I got eleven. I, I'm I'm trying to poo poo on your uh, on your performance here. We'll move but, along. Uh, we'll move. Yeah, along. I mean, that's one of my better performances too. So I'm pretty happy with that. You know? <laughs> win, but I got four points. That's good. And Brian also stole the common thread from Kitties. Look at him on he fire did. tonight. Let's uh, let's move on to waiver wire here. We've got a fun one here, um, but now that like coronavirus is kind of a little bit subsided, uh, got it kind of under control. People are starting to uh, have weddings again, and true love is in the in the air, guys. The weather's getting better; it's raining all the time, but people are are <laughs> be able to uh, plan their weddings, and people are starting to get together again. So, uh, we thought it'd be apt to uh, talk about the best things about the weddings, and then we're just going to draft the best things about weddings. <laughs> Except that's not really our style. We are way more um, not on board with that. So we're actually going to draft the worst things about weddings. We, uh, even if you're in the wedding, ev- we all dread our every wedding we've ever gone to. We dread, period. No comment. I think, I think that's safe to say. Um, <laughs> I know. I we all we all know where you're at on this, Brian. So we're gonna we're gonna draft the worst things about weddings. Brian is gonna go first, followed by me, and then to Kitty. Brian, go ahead and lead us off with the one-on-one. This feels mean-spirited because these poor people that, that are getting married this year have put their plans off for like a year and a mm-hmm. half, seemed like. So this is a little below the belt, but like you said, that's how we roll. So mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you everything that's wrong about your wedding now. And number <laughs> one is fall Saturday weddings. The absolute worst. <laughs> you should be arrested if you schedule a fall Saturday wedding during college football season because you're ruining an entire day for people. I don't care. It's your special day. Have your special day anytime outside of this 10 week window. I need to watch college football. It's and you say, Hey, well, we, we planned it during your teams on the bye week or they're playing a directional school. So they'll probably win by 50. That's great. I'm still missing every other football game during the day because your wedding takes up the entire day. So you should be arrested. That's bottom line. No more fall Saturday weddings. 
Uh, Brian, my <laughs> wedding was on a fall Saturday. I, I, I'm well aware of that, Josh. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm going to go. I'm going to go next. Apparently, I need to be in jail. How dare I? Yep. Lock him up. Unbelievable. Uh, I'm going to go with what I think is is uh, the best value here. With is, uh, The worst part about is travel. The, last time I checked, there's not that many weddings held in my backyard, um, <laughs> which is a problem because I don't want to go anywhere past that. It's uh, It's really putting me out to go anywhere past my backyard to come for your special day. And if you have a destination weddings, just don't expect me there because <laughs> it, it's not going to happen. And uh, you, you shouldn't expect me there. Period. Hey, just quick question. Where mm-hmm. was your wedding, Josh? The great destination wedding of Warrensburg, Missouri, sir. <laughs> okay. A little farther. Where we all live. It, it gave you a great <laughs> reason to visit a great town in fall on a saturday yeah, i did have a good time in that in, i did have a good time in that town on that fall saturday i will uh-huh. go with that but it was a little further than your backyard so far josh is two for two <laughs> no very excited for this very excited for the rest of these because we yeah i'm very much a hypocrite in this kitty number three yeah Mine is since wedding season basically runs from June to September, I am anti getting dressed up with the old tie and sport coat mm-hmm. when it's 95 plus degrees outside. Mm-hmm. I mean, oh, I can't wait to sweat through a dress shirt today. That's a fun, <laughs> it's a fun day on a, it's a fun June Saturday. Mm-hmm. Uh, just great times. So just, and especially over this last year and a half, I've gotten so used to sweatpants and athletic shorts <laughs> getting dressed up sounds like a horrible idea at this going into a full suit mode yeah does not sound appealing at all if you're not sweating through a sport coat uh in an indoor wedding then you've done something wrong <laughs> yeah that's yeah the other option yeah the the heat in some of the buildings that just no ac working yeah mm, that's or just not oh. enough to 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 cater not to ready 300 for people exactly what's the turn kitty starts off second round i'm gonna go with something i've been a party to bad speeches oh yeah and at least my speech was really short it was bad but it was short so i didn't make <laughs> people sit through a terrible speech for a long time so i think that, remember it? that was, was like it i don't even remember it i was <laughs> You're married. Congratulations. Cheers, everyone. Based, uh, that's the gist of it. I had to start drinking early to make sure I could be ready for it after just forcing a bunch of people that might not be very comfortable in a public speaking setting to do some public speaking where every single pair of eyes is focused on you. There is no distractions in this moment at all mm-hmm. because there's nothing else happening except you giving a speech and when they're bad, they take forever. Mm-hmm. So, yep, that's yep, very uncomfortable for everyone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because especially when jokes don't land in a speech, that someone someone's oh, I just I got this great joke, oh, I can't wait to let it out there, and then they, you pause for that beat for the laughter, and it's crickets, uh. and then you're just okay, this we've we've somebody somebody grabbed the old uh, 
at the Apollo <laughs> hook and bring her off stage, or him off stage. Yep. <laughs> that's when you just hit him with a Fast and Furious quote and get out of there. Yeah, get me off stage. Give me that, grab the Apollo hook and get me off the stage. Uh-huh. I like it. I like that a lot. I'm going to go next, and it's just the the peer pressure to do things that you just don't want to do just in general be here at this time on a saturday sit here stand there you gotta dress up there's a garter toss there's catholic masses all over the place you you gotta interact with the father of the bride you've never met and you'll never see again it's just just the pressure to do things and be places at the exact time that somebody else wants you to i just don't need that in my life just don't need that in my life like that yeah generic well i I got a lot of generals here that i'm gonna gonna rant and probably (laughs) steal a bunch so that's the that's the strategy of the draft here is to get multiple picks in the mind yeah that was uh, you kind of did try to do a little little bit there i noticed that's Mm kind of like drafting football movies or Mm -hmm. avengers on a basketball team type of situation going on here it's uh it's an unhittable pitch. Very good strategy. On my, on my end, if I do say so myself. Brian. It's that, that Rich Hill fastball. That's right. <laughs> well, unlike Josh, I'm going to get into the specifics here. Mm-hmm. And this is something that probably doesn't get enough planning by, by people in the rehearsal portion. Not the rehearsal portion. The reception portion. And that is the poor dinner delivery system. Oh. I hate being at receptions <laughs> and dinner lasts an hour and a half because you're, you're dismissing them table by table to go up to this one little bitty buffet. And so by the time the last four tables get served, dinner one and four have been done with their meal for like an hour and dinner mm-hmm. is taking up the entire reception time. I'm getting drunk. Cause I need, I need food in my belly. I, I mean, I'm getting a hot mess. I need mm-hmm. you to speed up the, the dinner delivery, uh-huh. figure out a better system, have them bring it to the tables or something. Think about your dinner delivery system when you're planning your reception, please. So it doesn't last all night. Because at the end of the day, everyone wants to get down and have a good time. Don't spend any hours at dinner. Yeah. the Because uh, even just the one buffet line, even, if you, even with both sides, that's still just, it's a slog to get through. So you almost need, you need a double. You need a four-line you four, four system to get this, get this move and get through that, that dinner that's line right. quickly. That's right. Well, it should be able to some kind of uh, proportion, proportionate thing to be like, how many people you got? 100 people? Okay, you just need one side. You have 300 people? You need two sides. You have 500 people? You need to go find another venue. Yep. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> or you need to up the staff so they can bring, yes. bring the place to the tables. Yep. All right. Okay. Pick number three. This is a big one for me. I hate wedding receptions with bad DJs. They play corny ass music all night. They go from YMCA to chicken dance to Macarena to shout. And you're just like, give me something that's not awful. Anything. Give me Mm -hmm. anything that's not one of these awful, awful songs. But they just just... never stop. (laughs) I was just going to say I love all those songs. It was going to be real real awkward for me, too. That's tough. Dance, I'm already I'm dancing. I just dance the four songs that you mentioned. That's awesome. It's a good time. Hey, you're out there dancing with the grandmas and the kids. Mm-hmm. You're having a great That's time. Right. Every other normal human being is yeah. just slamming it's beers because the, they hate this music. They want to kill themselves. Yeah. A lack of feel from a DJ is a real, uh, <laughs> it's a real problem. Yeah. Say, Kitty's, Kitty's playlist definitely has Love Shack on it. Oh, that... 
if you don't play Love Shack at the wedding, you're you're not getting right. Pay- you're, not, you're not getting full payment as a DJ. <laughs> <laughs> you just lost a hundred bucks, sir. Uh huh. Absolutely. God, I'm getting all the good ones. Uh huh. I'm I'm gonna. I got a couple <laughs> other ones that I just I got a joke that I want to get off, and I feel like mm. it's just it's just gonna be my pick. So I, I got two of those here. Um, all right. My third pick is being faced with hard truths. <laughs> yeah, you're wasting. You're, you're more than likely fifty percent of marriages fail. So you're basically wasting a Saturday. About there's a coin toss <laughs> one here. It's a hard truth to face. But really, the big hard truth is being on the bubble of a groomsman or a bridal party. It's like you're not good enough to be a, a groomsman, but hey, could you be an usher? We would yeah. like you to be an usher. We want you to come get in the tux and be uncomfortable for five hours. You got to be in pictures, but there's only like one or two of them you got to be in. But you got to be there for three hours before the five hours of the of the marriage or the wedding itself, and then the three-hour reception. So you're in a tuxedo that whole time to be an usher, all while you're realizing that, hey, sometimes your new wife's cousin needs to be a little bit higher in the friendship pecking order. That's a hard <laughs> truth to face. And that's a, one of the worst parts about a wedding. What an honor. Usher. <laughs> Truly is. <laughs> yes, I'd love to be an usher. That sounds great. Now go unplug uh, the toilet. Yeah, just be yeah, basically where you're at as an usher. That's where you, that's what your friendship child your childhood friendship has meant at this point is you get to be an usher. Roll up your sleeves, you're doing work. Uh huh. I'd rather be in a pew. Hard truths, huh? Yeah, that's a that's a that's a line that I think a lot of us would rather just be sitting in the pew than being an usher. Oh yeah, those poor poor bastard ushers, man. Poor bastards. <laughs> Some Kitty. people like wearing tuxes. I don't want. I'm not friends with those people. Nope, that's none of us. No nope. friends with those people. Kitty, I'm gonna go with an overlong ceremony. Mm-hmm. People that, oh, let's have a full church service and let's do an hour long wedding or ceremony. No, let's not. This is not a time for me to find jesus this is a time for you guys to express your love quickly to each other and then we mm-hmm. then we bounce that's how weddings work mm-hmm. so none of this hour-long bs anymore what's cap weddings 15-minute ceremony is the max you're allowed yeah i wonder what the conversion rate is on that like who goes to a wedding here's the sermon and is like you know what i need to start <laughs> going to church yeah i've been i've been living a lie <laughs> are we talking one percent right are we talking zero percent just zero i mean i don't think it's it's a non-zero i think yeah i feel like you're 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 forcing people into church that never want to never go to church sure yeah it's only positive it's only the positivity train when you're in a wedding that's true you're not getting the uh fire and brimstone nope no fire in those (laughs) yeah that's yeah, yep. it's just interesting thought, but it's not me. It ain't you. As someone, no. someone that has been to a full, full service at a at a wedding didn't convert me. Not yet. To a churchgoer. Don't, don't lose hope, anybody right. wanting to get Kitty on their wedding and it's also not save his soul. It's not over. It's still there. It's still a possibility. Well, your soul's gone. It's dead. There's still a soul out there to be saved. Yeah. No soul left behind, Kitty. 
start off the the final round here. All right, let's see here. I'm gonna go with waiting around at the ceremony or at the uh, reception while the bride and groom are doing picture uh, time. Yep. Yep. Oh, awesome. So, oh, the wedding's at two and the wedding reception's at six. Awesome. Man, <laughs> freaking fantastic. And you bust through that uh, that bar tab before the wedding party <laughs> even gets there. I love yeah, it. Yeah, where is the reception's next to a bar, hopefully? Excellent. Mm-hmm. Now we know I'll just, now I'm just going to be super hammered at your uh, wedding reception. Fantastic. Good for everybody. You're welcome. That's what we wanted. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Me to be hammered drunk all that's where at 6 this whole night reception. was that's what the whole night was organized for is just to see Kitty's <laughs> happy feet. I went to one of those uh those uh wedding receptions and they had those weird time gap in between the wedding and the reception where they did a party bus or whatever and mm-hmm. not not all part parties of the wedding made it back to the reception. They no oh, no didn't quite make it. It got a little uh little too drunky and had to go oh, home. Wow. Yikes. <laughs> that's that's impressive if anything else i like that they, that, that gap I'm, was just a little too long for the little I'm too proud much. of them <laughs> it, it's okay wow. if you're actually part of the wedding party and you can just you're hanging out having a good time and but when you're not part of the wedding party it's just mm-hmm. this oh this is just dragging on let's go i want to eat Black i want to eat this food i want to eat this food <laughs> might have been the problem in the first place is not having the food mm-hmm you got to have snacks at cocktail hour. got to have, yeah. That's right. Party yes, cocktail, cocktail hour definitely needs. At least a mint. Pigs in a blanket. Or, or some pigs, pigs in a blanket. Yeah, definitely. Pizza rolls. <laughs> pizza oh, that's rolls. A, that would be a great move. Just Speaking be, of pizza rolls, my final one. pick is because I ate too, many, ate too many pizza rolls. The cheap chairs at every single <laughs> wedding reception ever created – there's no venue that has like the steel reinforced beamage that the fat guy like me needs. All of them have the wooden chairs that are folding that if I sit in and take a single breath, every passing breath I take, there's a 76% chance that I fall to the ground in shambles <laughs> in splintery wooden shambles because I'm a fat person that needs a way better chair than what those wedding venues provide. So that is the <laughs> final pick of the worst things about a wedding from Josh Kaiser. I like that. Yeah. And those chairs, yeah, they're wholly uncomfortable too. Not just, absolutely. Not just flimsy, but uncomfortable to sit in. That's mm-hmm. a pure big man complaint right there. Absolutely. <laughs> it, really and yet, is. it is an anxiety attack. Every wedding <laughs> I've ever been to. Yeah. Just pull up the church pew. Just bring it up to the table. I'll sit in a pew by myself. <laughs> I don't care. Just don't give me one of those really bad chairs. <laughs> that's good let's close it out here final pick is the awkward interactions with people you rarely see or want to see really Mm -hmm. Uh, inevitably whether it's a close friend getting married or a relative or whatever there's always somebody there that you kind of know but don't know don't really want to know more but you maybe got (laughs) assigned to their table so you have to have forced conversation and then you're talking about shit you don't care about, asking questions you don't care the answers to. Mm-hmm. It's like it reminds me I have a big milestone, a high school reunion coming up this year. I have no desire to organize or go to this thing because <laughs> with social social media and everything nowadays, if you really want to know what the hell's going on in my life, it's pretty easy to find out. Same vice versa. If I want to know what's going on with you, it's pretty easy. 
I understood it, high school reunions back in the day when nobody could really talk outside of being around each other, but it's kind of outdated at this point. So, mm-hmm. I mean, let's not, let's not have these forced interactions where we don't really want to talk to each other. <laughs> the uh, one of those is on my list, which is the dollar dance. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I'm probably oh, yeah. friends with the groom. I probably don't know much about the bride yet. I've got to pay to go dance and have this weird, awkward interaction where I just hope that the bridesmaid just comes and taps my shoulder and I get the hell out. Yep. Get me out of here. Yeah. You I got to, yeah. You got to pay off the bridesmaid and say, Hey, 12 seconds. I'm, uh-huh. I'm done. Let's Tops. do this. Yep. Here's, here's, 10, here's 10 bucks. Get me out of here quickly. <laughs> then do you give it like, do you try to make fun, make it fun? Or do you just go for it? Like, I mean, just go with the middle school dance right out here for 10 seconds. Then you get out. Eject them. I think you start swing, try try to start doing swing dancing. Oh, okay. Really, just have some fun with it. Let's get happens. some eyeballs. No just uh, you got a little make a, through that sports jacket. Make <laughs> do a couple snaps at the DJ. Have him turn on some uh, Brian Sensor Orchestra. Ready to go. <laughs> I've got a visual right now. I I would like to see play out. <laughs> yep. Give me a little zoot suit right from Cherry Poppin' Daddy. Yeah, exactly. Something like that. Just then, just let's, we're getting after it. It's speak, it's swing dancing time. I didn't expect <laughs> to go on a rant about Cherry Poppin' Daddies, but is that, how did that name slip by the, like the studio or the, or the, the label? How did that, how did Cherry Poppin' Daddies make the cut? I mean, I just think they like their fruit. They're making <laughs> you cherry don't. wine. You just pop cherries. That's not how cherries work. Yeah, you eat them. Pop them in your mouth. Then you choke on the seed, and it turns into a pit, and it turns into a thing. Why would you not spit the seed out? Why would you want a choking hazard to be your band name? (laughs) I don't understand. Uh, It's it's bizarre. I got to get out of here. (laughs) 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 Leave this dumb conversation behind. Go. Go. Uh, on that note let's get out of here with that uh that's gonna do it for the clearing waivers podcast this uh this week and probably forever if we're being real honest um if we do come back we might have some uh, a return maybe there may be a return on the horizon we'll we'll see how it all shapes up um but we'll look forward to that if if we're allowed back on uh the internet they may they may be done with us at this point as well as our friends and family um at this point so um but we do appreciate each and every one of you spending the time to listen to us you go check us out on social media at clearing waivers uh we're still building this project still trying to get the snowball uh kind of rolling here so if you like what you heard like subscribe give us a five-star review all that stuff can 100 help us kind of get some internet traction outside of that you'll share us with a friend a family member just go to a royals game and say hey do you like podcasts clearing where's podcast might be for you uh probably not let's be honest with it again but uh but it, it is a great way to kind of help us grow what we're trying to do here um we we enjoy doing it so we want to keep doing it and keep building what we're doing here but uh other than that go check out the great work over at royals review they've got some great coverage for the royals the royals farm report shout out to them and the podcast go check out the uh what's going on at the royals farm system with them uh, but other than that for brian and kitty and myself this week ta-ta for now <laughs>